It's deconversion therapy, and this is Karen. <laughs> this is Bonnie it, down here in the flaccid penis of the country, <laughs> or the devil's thumb, however you want to call it. Yeah. I'm in the very progressive, exciting, loving area of the country called Middle Tennessee. Everything's been going great here, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I wanted to also say thank you to Matthew V, who is sponsoring this episode. Matthew, we love you. You know that, right? Oh, that's so cool. I know. The little Venmo thing, people are just giving little love offerings um, from the heart, (laughs) and we so appreciate it. So thank you, Matthew V. Um, May may your offspring be blessed with... uh, you know, I don't know. And we'll, we will also accept buy one, get one coupons. <laughs> right. In addition <laughs> to Venmo's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so Karen. What? Do you know what I'm excited about? Probably. Yeah, you do. What? But I'm going to tell everybody else. Oh, good. And here's why. So I've been talking to people about the coronation of King Charles, which is coming up Who? in about two weeks. God knows when this episode will air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. unless unless something disastrous happens, and I don't think it will, I'm excited because the whole world is going to be watching this event, and it's a happy event. Can you? It's put, not the whole world let's put, huddling. Let's put an asterisk what? before whole world. Can we... Here's an asterisk noise. Well, somebody Beep. from everywhere. <laughs> All the people groups? People and if we just from... say Jesus, then God... Okay, sorry. I'm getting carried away. What's that? <laughs> so, anyway, it's an event that is going to be broadcast to the whole world. How's mm. that? Whether you choose to watch or not. Right. Um, but it's something where everybody in every different time zone could be watching and... And, and, and watching something of a happy nature. I hear you. Not watching for somebody's plane to be found when it goes down or, or you know, a disaster. So anyway, I'm just excited that the whole globe is going to have, like, a little common happy energy. And I'm, I really want a mug <laughs> commemorating it. So, you know. So let me interview I you. Just, Let's dig deeper here. <laughs> so you don't see Charles becoming king as, an, as a disaster? You don't see that? Well, I mean, I hope nothing happens. I hope no sniper takes him out. Oh, now. And if if we have to, if we have to edit this, I really hope we don't. Um, You heard it here first. Oh, great. Well, Um, I just don't think I can look at his face. I, I... I've never been, <laughs> for people who don't know, Bonnie's a real Anglophile. She studied there. She goes there. She just, like, absorbs all the pasty energy, and she loves it. And I get it. <laughs> she goes there. She she visits there. And if anyone lives in Hampstead Heath, and they're just like, oh, I have this big <laughs> house, and I live here alone. Yeah. Please DM oh. us. Bonnie is interested. Yeah, and if you're looking for a green card situation, <laughs> I'm totally down for that. Um, 
And yeah, so yeah. you don't want to look at King Charles's face. Okay, I you know I don't. You don't um, have to. And Camilla's, and then the, I just remember the tampon recording. There's so much in mm. it yeah. that <laughs> is not my jam, but I get what you're saying. Like there are very few things that are uniting us. Oh, there was one a while ago, and people were pooping on it. Oh, yeah. The Murdoch yeah, the royal trial. wedding. What? Oh, oh yeah. Like the Murdoch no, trial. Well, it was sort of like whether you were a Republican or a Democrat or straight or gay or black or white, the joy of coming together to watch a uh, privileged shit pile. <laughs> pile white man get his due yeah. comeuppance. I'm like, hey, don't, you know, don't denigrate us gathering together in one accord. And so <laughs> I'm not going to shit on your coronation of imperialists who push the man down. I will, I'll even vote which mug you well, should get. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's better than 9-11. It's better Are than watching... Sure? No, the search for John F. Kennedy Jr.'s plane when it went down. Yeah, I you know, agree. Like those are the kind of <clears throat> things that everybody watches. Or, or no, when um, when Notre Dame was on fire. Yeah, yeah. Remember that was kind of sad. sad. I mean, no, for I agree. Us, it was like, oh look, a religious institution is taking a hit. But <laughs> it still, it's nice architecture. <laughs> Seriously, but yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, that's what I'm excited about. That's something to look forward to. The coming together. Anyway. I want to know, like, oh, and who shows up and who is snubbed. That's what we <laughs> need to see. Snubbed. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is it happened so organically. It wasn't like a plug or anything. Somebody in our Facebook group talked about wearing the tote bag that says, I went to church and all I got was this religious trauma. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, somebody was like, I want that bag. Where can I get one? And they plugged our little merch store. So we love the our face. Facebook group yeah. is for so many more things than just being supportive and, you know, kind to one another. It's also a place where you organically find out where to get snarky merchandise. Oh, I thought so. you were going to say it's also about us. And that's what, what we no. really, you know, appreciate <laughs> now. Yeah, I love our listeners and our, quote, people. And it's interesting because on Fridays on Instagram, I've been doing this Fist Fight Friday where it's more serious, just like look at what's going on. And every once in a while, even with the memes, we're finding mm -hmm. some delicate men, and it is usually men. And they're <laughs> like, oh, I don't like this, or, well, that actually means. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Even just, like, funny memes, or they correct memes, and I'm like, do you know what a meme is? <laughs> you're, you're just wasting your time. But Instagram well, <laughs> is fun. And I'm going to be uh, going away. <laughs> it is not of my own will. No, um, I'm going to be going overseas, and I know I'm 
so excited about it and privileged to be able to do that with some of my family. Um, and I am going to be putting things on our Instagram from there, and I'm going to be covering like religion in Europe on the TikTok and all that. But uh, you guys are in charge of what happens on our Instagram because I'm not going to be looking at it all the time. So uh, that's your job. <laughs> so with our Instagram, I am going to put it like on on auto, and I'm going to bring up some oldie memes that we've had on our page before. So if you're like, what the hell is this? This is Karen saying, stop with your, your shit pile little attitude. <laughs> Let me have a vacation <laughs> with my family. It's called a rerun. Um, Recycling. So the other thing that I enjoyed on the Facebook group is uh, apparently it, it was more apparent than ever to me yesterday when I was going through it, how fortunate I am not to have a big family that forces me into religious shit mm -hmm. because people are really going through this oh, and yeah. they're staying at people's houses and they're like, Hey, why don't we go to this Christian event tonight? And you know, like, oh my God, that's a whole evening. You've got to <laughs> fake it. And, oh. and I don't have to, do that, which makes me so happy. And it occurs to me also that technology has come about and I have been not in the church the whole time that Facebook mm -hmm. and social media have grown. And so I don't even know. And I was like, yesterday I said something like, I've got to ask Karen if this is what this means, because somebody said, oh, their mother-in-law will, will get upset if you don't say amen. And I'm like, does that mean on social media? Like if she posts something and you don't post back, amen, Probably. that she gets upset? Or I don't even I know. Think that at the must... end of a prayer. I know. Isn't that awesome to not know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still feel I'm pretty much in the know on a lot of things, although... Until... Until I don't. Until this happens. Exactly. Well, yeah. And But it's interesting and funny because... There are people who, you know, they're talking all about leaving the church or what's going on and all that. And I'm like, man, I'm so like, I don't have too many emotions involved in it. I get mad at what's going yeah. on in the government and this and that with religion. But I am not triggered because I've been out so long. Um, and what I always say right. when I do a live and the Christians are in the comments, and not the good Christians. Y'all know that. But those Christians <laughs> are in the comments. One, none of them think each other are going to heaven because they all have different ideas of Christianity. But the other thing is, <laughs> I say, you know, there are people who are younger than me and um, <laughs> are newly... It's your anger coming out. Exactly. Grr. <laughs> And newly coming out of their faith or out of their church or fundamentalism, whatever it is. And I'm like, I hope you guys are kinder to them than you are for me. Like, I'll take the bullet because it fuels me. But the, they would be that mean to, like, just no. people talking They're, through their processes. And isn't, isn't do unto others a biblical thing? 
Um, Bonnie, that or is... Or is that like cleanliness is next to godliness? Hey, my grandmother always said, God said a certain time Well, one of them nine. people always think is... No, you're absolutely <laughs> one of them people right. always think is in the Bible. No, you're right. But that's a big one. It's, it's just fallen out of fashion. That's it. You know. Oh, Whatever. my God. And all that is to say, let's embarrass some of our listeners by reading their horrific, embarrassing, boy, weren't they idiot stories, because <laughs> we don't have yeah, any. Yeah, because they, yeah. Um, so, all right, I'm going to start. Okay. This person doesn't want their name read. So thanks, Martha. Ha, ha, ha. It's my dog's name. Okay. My story. I have just discovered your podcast and am thoroughly enjoying it on my morning walks with my pup. That's so cool. Um, I am a recovering evangelical who grew up in Southern California in the 70s and 80s, and every summer we would go to camp in the Angeles Crest Mountains. I had a love-hate relationship with camp. Ah, preach it. Me too. (laughs) I loved it. I was always excited to get away, but it was fucking hot because it was Florida, and... They wouldn't give us enough free time. Well, I always Did just you, remember you the didn't forced, care about that. Uh, quiet times. You know, go sit under a tree and, and do your quiet time. That's the part that I didn't love because I'm like, I want to get well, back you had, socializing. Yeah. Well, quiet time also meant, like, be with your Bible. So it wasn't free. It, no, it was not. <laughs> it was not free time. Okay, anyway, um, so this person says, I would be so excited to go and then get very homesick halfway through the week. But as I discovered boys, it became more tolerable. There you go. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, it was always a challenge to find an appropriate bathing suit to take to camp, but one summer, our shorts were the scandal. This was the <laughs> summer when dolphin shorts were the thing. If you don't know what those are, think Richard Simmons. <laughs> and <laughs> listeners, if you don't know who Richard Simmons, is these dolphin shorts were the flimsiest fabric mm-hmm. and they were quick to dry and they had a little scallop like raised part on the side but they were really really short yeah. and just really really short i would describe them as today's nike shorts except with the 70s 80s um like shininess <laughs> um so, and here it goes. All the girls were so proud to wear their brightly colored dolphin shorts, but some shorts were shorter than <laughs> others. <laughs> Needless to say, the camp administration did not appreciate their fashion value and banned the shorts. Which is kind of funny if you think about it, because somehow their parents let them pack them. Interesting. Bonnie, there no? was not a okay. lot of parental oversight <laughs> oh, in the 70s right. and 80s. Right. <laughs> They're just like, here's okay, the key so, to the house when you get when you walk back right. from camp to let yourself in. Let me know when you're home and I'll put my cigarette out. Um, the boys at the camp were outraged. <laughs> I bet they were. And in protest, decided to wear the girls' dolphin shorts. Oh. It was also quite exciting. If a boy asked to wear your shorts, mine stayed safely tucked away in my suitcase. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> anyway, the boys paraded proudly around camp in their poorly fitting shorts. And again, it was not appreciated by the camp administration. <laughs> The protest didn't last long, and we probably had a fireside chat that night about the evils of clothing choices. Anyway, that's one of many stories keep making us laugh and showing us we're not alone in our recovery. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, 
I love, you know, that's how the revolution starts, y'all. Just that's standing right. up <laughs> against that. And Bonnie and I have talked before about one of our big, like, um, debates. We went to a large church, but we had an evening service, and a lot of the times it was outside. So there became this whole debate on shorts till they had to, like, say from the pulpit that shorts weren't pleasing to God and blah, 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 because we were always, like, dressed to the nines because of the whole philosophy. You present yourself to God at church in your best. No, my shorts were, f- were lovely. Yeah. They weren't. These were the 80s. They so weren't the shorts walking were, the streets shorts. No. <laughs> they were right above the knee. This was Bermuda shorts. With belts that had yeah. little whales on it. That was the day and time we were doing it. So that that was seen as not dressing up. I mean, for God's sake. But God has, uh, he's got, he's changed. He's gotten softer the last few years. Because, um, you know, he's the <laughs> same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, except for everything. Except for if he's not the God that we choose to worship. <laughs> right. He's not the same at all. He's not the shorts-hating God of yesteryear. Okay, so <laughs> this one um, is from Kendra, and she says that she has a short and sweet story. My Christian university was fully accredited for the MRS degree. Get it? The, uh, huh? That uh, means... That means getting married before you got out. Or the first week. Yeah, exactly. Most female attendees aim for it as their double major, although a good number also decided that it serves sufficiently as their terminal achievement of college. Freshman (laughs) year came and went, and I had no promising prospects. By my sophomore year, my friend had been informed by four different men that God had spoken to them, and she was meant to be Mm. their wife. While God seemed more than generous with his messages about my friend, unfortunately, he was a little less clear with the male students regarding his (laughs) intentions for my future. (laughs) Oh, I can speak on this. God's funny like that. And God does change his mind. It's weird. And a stroke of genius, myself and two other girlfriends decided to, quote, celebrate Valentine's Day by sporting a custom-made T-shirt. Okay, that's already a terrible idea. Around campus. (laughs) We created a very enticing unisex box-styled black shirt with neon pink lettering stating, quote, Jesus was single too. (laughs) <laughs> the saddest thing I've ever heard. <coughs> I planted a very large flag in the sand. I was just as good as all those other girls who were quickly snatched up for marriage. Hell, maybe even better with my Jesus-like single status. 
<laughs> so uh, secretly, I was hoping that maybe the men just didn't know I was available and the T-shirt would right. serve <laughs> as one of those large highway billboards advertising the region's largest saltwater taffy store with over 200 flavors at exit 17. Man, that's called a Stuckies. Who doesn't love saltwater taffy? They just needed a little nudge to change their direction. To my full disappointment, the shirt underachieved this aim. (laughs) It was another year before I was asked if I was interested in a courtship. Oh, that made me nauseated. By that point, I was already done uh, with one foot out of the door of the church. God's impeccable timing as always. Oh, I love that you took it within yourself to advertise in a biblical fashion, which I could just write a book about how we would do those things where we'd manipulate like our godliness and our piousness for our own reasons, because it happened many a time. Kendra, man, <laughs> you tried, you put forth oh the effort. God. But to make a t-shirt, that's some effort. I'm picturing something a little, would it be airbrushed or did they get the supplies from a Joann's? I'm not sure. No. Yeah, because you can make those pretty easily, you know, with the iron and if you print it out It depends on a printer. what I, I agree. I agree. Um, we had mm-hmm. quite a few of the, you know, early engagements, and it would always sort of be a shock. An uncomfortable one was when some people going unnamed, but I shared a dorm where it was eight of us, two, four bedrooms, two in each room. One of the girls ended mm-hmm. up getting engaged and married to a guy who thought God had told him to marry me at one point, but everyone got their turn. You know, God sort of went around to everyone saying everything. Um, <laughs> and then I ended up like going to their church, meeting up with them at another time. And that was weird. But I just, I don't know. We had, we had like some sneaky stuff too. I knew of two weddings that happened before people knew so that the Christians could have sex and their parents didn't know <laughs> yeah. and no one knew. Two of those at our Baptist college. Yeah, <sighs> I remember one of them. Yeah. The other one, I remember she sort of leaned over to me and told me we're already married. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, ah, great. So, yeah, yeah, you know, God's purpose. But, 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 but. That allowed that. us to justify leaving their wedding early and going to the Brian Adams concert. You have such a good memory. I don't even remember that in Brian well, we Adams. We had to talk hubba, our ding dong friend into it. Well, we had she a lot was like, of "We've got to go to the, we've got to go to the reception." And we're like, "Listen." The truth of the matter is, they're already married. It's a sham. So they don't care. <laughs> so we. Busted out. Anyway, um, okay, so let me also tell you 
and I've, I'm sure I've said this on a podcast episode before, but I don't know when, but like there was one guy who was going to be, his plan was to be a pastor and he asked me out and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, why would you ask me? Like, I'm not that material. Anyway, I went, it was anyhow, um, it was very weird. Did you, was this before he went to seminary? Well, he was, you know, on that track. Yeah. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. You were going to be his meal ticket because that was the whole thing is they would marry people. I remember going um, to one of our restaurants where we'd always badly tip the waiters after Wednesday night, youth group or whatever. And there were three guys and they were all talking about going to seminary and how they needed to be married before so they would, one, keep pure and two... Have the women work. And as you know, yeah. my best friend from high school, because Bonnie and I, we ran in different wild circles back then. Choir and theater. Okay. Oh, that was funny. Um, but one of, yeah, my best friend, she got married right out of high school and then just worked so her husband could go to seminary. And so he had his eye on you. He knew that you were good at, at earning money and... Yeah, good work ethic. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just remember wondering what the hell was up with that. Anywho, um, here is another one from somebody who says they do want their name used. So, Meg, this is your letter. Um I went to a conservative Christian high school, so naturally we were all obsessed with sex. Hardly anyone was actually having it, but we were all talking about it and joking about it. The quad was (laughs) innuendo city. Anything that could be interpreted sexually was interpreted sexually, (laughs) and there was no shortage of material. See you at the pole. Yeah, you can see my pole. (laughs) Gross. But, like, teenagers are gross, so it makes sense. The teachers decided that they needed to do something about it, so they decided to educate us all via our biology class. They couldn't educate us in health class because that class was taught by the P.E. teacher, who was definitely a lesbian. (laughs) I mean, no one actually acknowledged that she was a lesbian, but she was. As a lesbo myself, I can spot them a mile away. Well, not always. It depends on the haircut, but I digress. Our biology teacher was an older woman with short hair and tight curls. She wore large 80s-style glasses and dressed like she came off the set of Little House on the Prairie. You know the type. She was single, but not by choice. Seems like an odd choice to teach us about sex and sexuality, but I guess when your lesson can be summed up in just don't do it, God is watching, then it really doesn't matter. Um Isn't that the truth? Uh, Of course, she had to throw in that, quote, the feeling of flesh on flesh is really special, but only in the confines of the marital bed, which just made everyone uncomfortable. (laughs) One smartass in our class piped up, Ms. Ward, if you've never had sex, how do you know it's good? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) To which she replied, well, class, you don't have to taste the donut to know that it's sweet. (laughs) Cringe and a half. Um, Time progressed and the administration decided that our little sex ed lesson hadn't cut it. Sex talk was still happening and teenage couples still weren't leaving room for the Holy Spirit. (laughs) 
That means don't mush your bodies into one another, oh. in case you haven't heard that term. Um, so they brought in the big guns. They hired an outside firm to come in and talk to us all about sex during one of our weekly chapel meetings. Oh, that's uncomfortable. That's very... It's all yeah, I don't want my Ooh. velvet, you know, cushioned pew to yeah. be uh, smirt, be smirched <laughs> with, with sex. Um Oh, well, here it comes. It gets even worse. They split us up, girls and boys, and gave us individualized lessons. To the girls, they told us that we needed to guard our hearts. Mm -hmm. They talked about the emotional commitments involved in sex, about the importance of purity, and about all the other toxic messages that were popular for Christian girls in the 90s. They gave us small ceramic hearts to remind oh. us of our charge to be holy. To the boys, the lesson was simpler. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> 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 no, literally, that was the message. Yep. They gave the boys tiny padlocks for this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Holy God. Hilarious. Most of the girls' hearts ended up in the trash. The boys' padlocks, they put them on their zippers and then thrust their pelvises in the girls' direction <laughs> to show them off. I mean, really, what did they expect? Well, what the boys clearly did not expect was that eventually they would need to pee. I guess some were able to tug down their jeans. Oh my God. It was the 90s and baggy jeans. How? They were baggy real jeans were a thing. Okay. Others, not so much. They struggled and panicked. They were going to pee their pants. Not to worry, our <laughs> PE teacher was there to rescue oh. them, coming to their aid with sports medicine scissors to cut their <laughs> waistbands. Oh my God. <laughs> Were it any other person, this mixed gender solution would not have flown. But everyone was relieved it was the PE teacher because, well, because of the gayness. <laughs> Stumbling blocks? Not today, Satan. <laughs> that is awesome. That's insane. Oh, my but God. so fucking real. Uh, I How I did they... How did they padlock their zippers? So this is what I'm thinking. I thought about it. You put it through the top zipper and then the button. Get it? And I guess. Then, and then yeah. you lock it. Unless it's specially made, which yeah. I would not doubt that there is some kind of yeah. weird thing. That someone has been on some weird website doing weird things himself and was like, look at this sexual padlock for <laughs> S&M. We're going to get that look for the kids. Look at it <laughs> Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Okay. Oh, my God, that's funny. This one I'm going to read dry, and I'm going to read it because it says, please keep this one anonymous. So you know mm. it's good. Uh, I will say this is written by a male because I don't know if that's going to play into it. This probably won't be the last letter I write to you all. Love your show. It actually brings back a lot of good memories for me and shits all over them at the same time. <laughs> like the memories are great, but I now realize how messed up a lot of it was. Exactly. And we're going yes. through that. Absolutely. Like this was not normal. Um, whether it was mission trips where us white saviors went to bring Jesus, white Jesus actually, to communities of color, right. but may have had three black people in our pews the whole 20 years I was there. Yep. 
or the incredibly manipulative, emotionally charged, hormone-crazed youth camps. Yeah. <laughs> this story is about one of the cringiest things I've ever witnessed in my entire life. I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church. And that's the letter in North Alabama. That is the letter. Um, I was in the youth group from the 80s until the early 90s. We started going to Panama City Beach, Florida, of all oh, places no. for youth camp. Okay, guys, if you don't know PCB, it's also called the Redneck Riviera. It's also called many things. I'm going to give you two examples of it. Um it's the kind where you rent a hotel room and it has carpet that's all musty and ocean smelling, <laughs> and it shouldn't be. It's also a place where we rented a beach chair and the guy next to us had a tattoo of the monster energy drink like claw on his back. The logo? The logo, <laughs> but through it, inside of it was the Confederate flag showing through. Oh, um, of course. And then he started digging a little hole between the three feet of sand between our two uh, layout bench things for him to spit uh -huh. his Chewbacca in. No. Yep. That's gross. Lastly. Just use an old Dr. Pepper bottle like a normal person. Or just, yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> We were laying out at the uh, condo pool when things started falling on my oldest daughter, and we realized it was a man's toenail clippings from up above. <laughs> She's scarred to you this day. took your day. children there. Okay. <laughs> oh, someone had like, oh, I have a condo there. Now, if you just scoot over like a few other towns in Walton Beach, places are great, but... PB, PCB, crazy. Okay, back to this anonymous. A great place for high school kids to go right after they graduate with no parental supervision to participate in copious amounts of alcohol, drugs, and unprotected sex. So I guess we thought it would be a great idea to start taking youth group trips there. The first year was in 1988. And I know for sure oh it was God. that year because we were driving to the Strip to hand out Christian flyers, and we saw a pickup truck with uh -huh. the words C-blank-N-T, Hunt 88, written on it. I didn't hand... Wow. That's gross. <laughs> That's wow. lovely. <laughs> um, I didn't hand out any flyers that year, and we never did that shit again <laughs> because some of us ended up wandering off with some drunk kids we knew. They were telling us how great it was because they could do whatever the hell they wanted. They kind of proselytized hedonism to us. I remember that we listened to Quote, nothing but a good time by poison for the rest of the trip, almost constantly. But this is just the background, nowhere near the cringiest thing. So after that, the trips never went to Panama City Strip again, but made it a retreat close to the beach in that area. And just like every evangelical youth group, they tried to make things cool for the kids by hijacking things from the secular world and making it Christian. Yeah. 
like taking a secular oh, no. song and changing the words to make it Christian and usually fucking it up real bad. There were a couple of guys that were excellent <laughs> singers that took the song Seven Bridges Road by the Eagles and made it Christian. Eagles, yeah. Do you know that song? Oh, yeah. Seven Bridges, Seven... I don't know it. <laughs> there are stars in the southern sky. Okay. I didn't give it by... Not that one. I got it by the words, but not by that. <laughs> uh, whatever that was, yeah. And I'll say they did a great job. I don't remember how they changed the words, but they sang the parts perfectly, played the guitar, and were a big hit in the church. Deservedly so. But it caused one of the college kids to have the, quote, great idea that he could do this with a different song. Oh, no. Please. So it was spring. Let it be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking, please, please let it be. So it was spring break of 1990, and the college kid was (laughs) chaperoning our youth camp in Panama City. (laughs) We were having our evening session, and the college kid gets up on stage in front of the entire youth group and says he rewrote one of his favorite songs to make it worship oh. God. And that song was, no. you guessed it, Nothing But a Good Time from Poison Sid album. Open up <laughs> and say, ah, instead of the words, nothing but a good time, it was called, Do You Want to Go to Heaven? So instead, what? Sing this in your head. Don't need nothing. Do you want to go to heaven? <laughs> How can I resist? (laughs) So here's some words. (laughs) Do you wanna? Nope. Don't need nothing but a good time, he sang. Do you wanna go to heaven? And those are the only words I remember because I couldn't even see because I was crying from trying not to laugh. I was probably just crying, too. Now, you might be thinking that he was going to be up there with a guitar or some kind of instrument, and you would be wrong. Then you might think that we had a karaoke machine or that he was a really good singer. Also wrong. He just had the actual open up and say, ah, cassette tape. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. Google up. Google that album cover when you have a chance. I'm going to leave that to you, Bonnie. And just saying really. Uh, don't need to. What was it? Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Um, and I thought that'd make me sound cool. <laughs> and just sang really badly over Brett Michaels. And when I say he sang badly, I mean it was bad. And we could clearly <laughs> hear the actual lyrics to the song. Right. And in case you don't remember the lyrics, let me give you a quick sample. <laughs> Saturday night, I'd like to make my girl. Or they say I spend my money on women and wine. Didn't matter to this guy, though. He was filled with the spirit and rocking for Jesus. I wish so badly I had the lyrics that he wrote for it, now that I think about it. Of course, like all 80s glam bands, 
they had the guitar solo that went on forever, and the poor bastard <laughs> just didn't know what to do with himself during that part. I would not know what to do with myself. I think he air guitared or just kind of danced, but it was cringy oh. as hell. My friends and I were leaning against oh. each other, crying with our hands over our faces. I just remember thinking, this guy needs a friend, someone that cares enough to stop him <laughs> from doing stupid shit like that. And I wonder who thought that was a good idea. The youth minister should not have allowed it. I still yeah. see him time to time whenever I go back to my hometown or on social media. Great guy, yeah. always has been. But whenever I see him, I think of that moment. And I wonder if he thinks of it too. Love y'all's show. I'm sure I have many more cringy evangelical stories that will shake loose from my subconscious as I listen to your podcast. Oh my God, oh my I God, feel that's good. The secondhand embarrassment for just being like, I'm going to do something, but it's for God and therefore acceptable. Yeah. Like it's because God yeah. loves everyone and everything's acceptable to Him. And you have to tell people that that was good. And that is why we are where we are in the world, people. Oh my God. <laughs> There was another Eagles song, Every Time I Hear It, Peaceful, Easy Feeling. Oh, I love that, that one. We changed the words to, and somehow it was like, but I'm already standing on solid ground or on hallowed ground or something like that. So every time I hear that song, I'm like, there were fake lyrics to this. There were fake lyrics to a lot of the songs that I love. There were a lot. But and I didn't... Yeah. There's one church now that has done a whole like Beauty and the Beast, but Christianized it. And I mean, it's like a play. It's like costumes and all that stuff yeah. and, you know, all this fucking thing. And I think Belle ends up being like the Christ figure. I don't know. But I'm like, we need, we could <laughs> shut all this shit down. We just need some copyright lawyers out here in churches. Um, <laughs> So I just no, I think parody is protected. Oh, wah, shit. Wah. <laughs> um, I just looked at the open up and say, ah, uh, poison cover, and it's like a very sc scary devil woman um, with a very long tongue. <laughs> so I get, I get why that would not be acceptable. It didn't fly. It did not fly. Well, thank you guys. Keep sending letters because that is that is totally making me think that um, my experience was not unique. Thank God. And we need... Because it just, sure felt alienating. Uh, yeah. When I would get to school, regular school. I wasn't the only one not. who feels I was corrupted <laughs> at Panama City Beach. So I appreciate it. That's right. And <laughs> see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.